Welcome to the Alcohol Minimalist Podcast. I'm your host, Molly Watts. If you want to change your drinking habits and create a peaceful relationship with alcohol, you're in the right place. This podcast explores the strategies I use to overcome a lifetime of family alcohol abuse, more than 30 years of anxiety and worry about my own drinking, and what felt like an unbreakable daily drinking habit. Becoming an alcohol minimalist means removing excess alcohol from your life so it doesn't remove you from life. It means being able to take alcohol or leave it without feeling deprived. It means to live peacefully, being able to enjoy a glass of wine without feeling guilty and without needing to finish the bottle. With science on our side, we'll shatter your past patterns and eliminate your excuses. Changing your relationship with alcohol is possible. I'm here to help you do it. Let's start now. Well, hello and welcome or welcome back to the Alcohol Minimalist Podcast with me, your host, Molly Watts, coming to you from, well, it's a pretty typical Oregon. <laughs> I always like to find a new adjective. Have you figured that out yet? I try anyway. Sometimes it's really hard because it's just soggy, rainy, and it's always that way. No, it isn't always. Right now we're in this kind of intermittent pattern where there's rainy days and a lot of really clear, cold, beautiful days. In fact, so clear and beautiful it was last week that we had this type of cloud display that I've taken a picture of once in my life here in Oregon. And I'm actually going to link it in the show notes where you can see this picture because this one picture, the, the, the sky last week was very similar to it, not as wonderful as this photo that I'm going to share, but very, very close and the same kind of weather pattern that was happening at the time. So you'll want to see it. If you want to see what I'm talking about and what the sky can look like here in December in Oregon, uh, check out the link in the show notes. How are you doing? How is your December going? December is kind of a weird confluence of things, right? It, there's a lot of overindulgence. It's festive and people are very excited. I mean, the holiday music's playing, at least for me. I don't know if many of you know this, but I used to sell radio and I sold for the station here in the Portland area that transfers over to Christmas music and they do it earlier and earlier every year. And nowadays it's like a big deal to figure out what day they're going to turn the switch over. It's like mid-November. It used to be like the day after Thanksgiving. And um, anyways, I've always loved the station. I loved it before I ever started selling for it. And I'm a diehard listener in December. So yeah, it's all holiday music in my car. Anyway, but that festivity and lightness really are a big part of why some people really let things go during December, right? There's this thought that you want to have, like, I just don't want to have to worry about it. I don't want to have to think about it. I want to do what I want to do. It's fun in December, right? And there's also another layer of complexity, I think, for December. I, I was looking at um, a quote from Maria Shriver last night talking about kind of a Sunday, her, her, her Sunday evening reminders. Do you see those? I love those from her on Facebook. If you ever look for Maria Shriver's Sunday evening reminders. And this one said, people are celebrating and people are grieving. Some have a lot to give and some have nothing to give. For some, this season is magical. For others, it's heartbreaking. May we all be mindful of all that people, including ourselves, are feeling. It's a lot 
and it's beautiful. I see you. You've got this. It's a lot and it's beautiful. I think that's really important to remember because this December adds a whole layer of complexity onto our lives, onto our already complex lives, right? And for some of us, that might mean that there's, it is heartbreaking and hard. And whenever we feel these, a lot of emotion, many of us tend to turn to alcohol to try to cope with it. And, or we're feeling very festive and it feels like we just want to keep going and our friends are doing it. And so overindulgence happens that way too. Lots of that is happening during December, of course. And it's why many of you will turn the dial in January. That's why January comes and, and New Year's resolutions are there because many people come out of the end of the year feeling like they've overate, overdrank, overspent, overdone it, right? I hope that many of you will be joining me in dryuary. And I do dryuary every year, not because it's a reset from December. I really don't. I try to manage my, uh, you know, my life in a similar way every month. There's definitely more occasions in December, but I plan for those. And so there's, I'm still sticking to my 70% alcohol free year. And my January, my 31 days in dryuary actually helped me achieve that. So it's a big part of who I, why I do it. And so I would encourage you to come join me. I work with moderation management for Dryuary. I volunteer. I do volunteer coaching for Dryuary. I do content writing. I do a lot of things to help the Dryuary program be successful over at moderation management. So I would love for you to help support moderation during that time as well. That is a nonprofit and it's www.dryuary.org. Sign up for the extra dry version of Dryuary. You get 31 days of support, a free Facebook group. You get group coaching. You get uh, some freebie offers. You get uh, just some really great support for 31 days of being hopefully alcohol-free. But you know what? You don't have to do 31 days if that's not what you where you are, right? I would encourage you to do the program to encourage and prioritize adding more alcohol-free days into your life. In my Facebook group, I talked about it this Sunday. People are going to be doing totally alcohol-free at home. That's their version of dryuary. People are going to be just increasing from three or four alcohol-free days per week to five alcohol-free days per week. Some other people are going to be doing it like me and taking the whole month off. Whatever works for you is great. I just want you to, to, to do it. And if you could do it and support Moderation Management, a great nonprofit that helps people change their drinking habits, I think that would be wonderful. It's very affordable. Um, I think the still the 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 early offer is still out there. It may not be. It may be thirty dollars for the month. Was twenty five, but regardless, it's super affordable and a really good tool. It was how I first successfully did dryuary back in twenty twenty one. That was my first dryuary um, that I did successfully thirty one days. And moderation management was who helped me, and now I help them. So come on over, www.dryuary.org. And there will be a link in the show notes, of course. What I really hope is that some of you will take the opportunity for Dryuary to be the start of a sustainable change for you in terms of creating a whole new relationship with alcohol 
for the rest of your life, right? And the narrative around alcohol that we have, typically we've had, is that if you seek help, you must have a real problem, right? You might be, in old terminology, somebody would say you might be an alcoholic. But here's the truth. Successful people ask for help. The people I work with are all successful in many areas of their lives, and they understand that learning how to think differently about alcohol is just another area of their lives where they can be successful with the right tools, the right commitment, and the right support. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with one of my students, uh, Jody, who started like many of you. Jody was listening to the podcast, and it resonated with her. And she decided to invest in my online course, community, and group coaching program. Albeit, she says <laughs> that she was reluctant to spend the money. So I love that she said that. And it has absolutely proven to be one of the best investments that she'd ever made in herself. And what I want you to listen to is how Jody's drinking habit just kind of crept up on her, especially during COVID. And I've heard that so many times. But she also didn't identify as someone with alcohol use disorder. She didn't want to go to AA. And she also shares how diving into the thought work and understanding how to manage her mind has helped her not just with her drinking habits, but with her life in general, at work and at home. And all of this is just, I, I, I want you to hear what it sounds like to be working on your drinking and not to have it mean something that there's something wrong with you, that there's something wrong, you know, that you have a, that you have a quote unquote real problem. Yes. Well, okay. Whatever. You have a thing, a challenge in your life that you want to get help with. That is what people who figure out their, their, their habits that don't serve them. That's what they do. They seek help. I certainly did. I sought help. And then I became someone who helps others. I'm going to jump back on at the end to share with you some changes that I've made in how I will be working with people in 2024. So if that's of interest, definitely stick around. And I hope no matter what, you are going to consider making some changes, especially as January comes in the door here. And think about how you want to become someone who desires alcohol less who drinks less, and how that might work for you in your life. Here is my conversation with Jody. Hey, Jody, thank you so much for being with me on the Alcohol Minimalist Podcast. I'm excited to have this conversation with you because you and I have had a shared experience here for the last, what, nine, 10 months now, huh? Yeah, it's and, been about nine and a half months, yeah. Yeah, so... I just want to be able to give people a little bit of perspective because sometimes when they hear me talk, they think, well, you know, she took all these courses, she read all this stuff, she got certified as a coach, obviously she's figured it out, but her experience isn't going to be my experience. And I don't, may not feel like I can do, or I can really create change in my life. And so- bringing on some folks that have had success becoming alcohol minimalists and 
implementing this work, I think is important. So that's why I wanted to share your story. So let's talk first about kind of what was going on in your life that caused you to want to change your relationship with alcohol. Well, I've, uh, I've been a drinker since I was in high school, but that's not really as problematic as after COVID hit. And I started having more time at home alone and decided that I deserved to have a drink after work or I went out for a workout and I deserved to have a drink or two. And then eventually one drink led to two drinks a night and three drinks a night. And um, it, it was just getting a little bit where I wasn't feeling comfortable about it. And I started tracking it probably back in early 2022. And because I was kind of curious, it's like, well, how much am I really drinking? And do I need to be drinking this much? And, you know, I'm Googling, am I an alcoholic or not? Right, and, right. And, uh, and finally, I, uh, I just um, got to the point where I'm like, well, maybe I started listening to some other podcasts. And I'm like, maybe there's one on alcohol, maybe I can learn something there and see if 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 it's I didn't really identify myself as an alcoholic. So I didn't feel that I needed to go to AA, or feel comfortable with it. So I I googled it and your podcast came up and I started listening to it and it, it really resonated with me and it's like yeah that sounds just like me it's like I'm a, kind of a daily drinker I might go out and with friends and do some binge drinking but mainly it was it was more the the nightly you know drink one drink led to another one. We have a, a beautiful cottage on a lake. And so I would sit out at, and on the back porch and watch the sunset and have two, three beers. And it just got to be a problem. And, and then I started having digestive issues and I had no idea that it was related to the alcohol. I just thought it was an age thing. So, uh -huh. so common, this experience, yeah. so many people, especially you know, during the COVID years, right? We, I mean, it's statistical. Yeah. Especially we're seeing such an uptick in binge drinking episodes for women, especially, but everybody was, I think, I mean, I hear it all the time. So many people had saw their alcohol increase, their alcohol intake increase over and during those, that, that time when we were staying at home and we were isolated and we were alone and people felt, you know, that that was challenging time for sure. So, yeah. so you decided to do some research. You found me via the podcast and yeah. you kind of dove in wholeheartedly. Is oh, that I did. <laughs> I was like binging like two, three podcasts a day to tell yeah. you the truth. And, and I just kind of quit cold Turkey. Cause after the first couple of episodes, it was like, this really isn't good for me. I, 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 I wake up, was waking up in the morning, in the middle of the night and just having anxiety issues. And I'm like, it, it finally just clicked. It, it was like, I just put two and two together. It's like, oh, that anxiety thing really isn't a work thing. It's a, it's a drinking thing and uh -huh. I need to do something about it. And it's within two, three days after I quit, I started, ha I, I started sleeping through the night and I just, I just started feeling so much better and, and I wasn't depressed as much and I wasn't anxious. Just, um, 
I just like flipped the switch or something. And then yeah. the more and more I listened to your podcast uh, and, and um, a few others, it was like, wow, I really just need to like embrace this and go forward. Mm -hmm. So you, um, so yeah, uh in addition to listening to the podcast, you uh -huh. decided to do back at the time, it was step one, which is the coursework yeah. that's inside of making peace with alcohol. And uh, we had a, our one-on-one -on -one coaching session and we've had, and you've been a, an active part in group coaching too. So yeah. how has all of that, how has all of the coursework and the coaching and all of that helped support you in this, in this new turning of the leaf, right? So, because it yeah. was, was it? Yeah. So I, you know, the, the podcasting and stuff, it was kind of more of a, like almost white knuckling kind of thing. And it was mm -hmm. like, I really need something more to, to have more thought work involved with this because, you know, listening to you say, you know, it's all about your thoughts. And it's like, so then I read your book and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I really wanted to cough up the money, so to speak. And I'm, I'm a little <laughs> Dutch. So, <laughs> but then I'm like, I really need to do this. And, and, uh, I signed up for your course and, and talked to you and had, and it was a nice one-on-one -on -one session where I could, you know, think about some of the questions that I answered from your, your questionnaire and, and really do some deeper dive into why am I drinking? Not right. bored. It, it was, you know, it was more of an introspection on what was going on. And I think that really resonated well with me to do do that thought work and say, uh, you know, you can just say no. And I've said no to sugar zillions of times, but until I actually put into practice some of the things that 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 you teach about, you know, taking a taking a break or not a break, but thinking about it instead of just, you know, putting that beer up to my lips. And it's like, do I really need this? Do I really need to drink this right now? What, what's the point? And, and do some more contemplating on why I'm drinking and how that is going to affect me tomorrow by doing that. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, I, I say it all the time, right? This is there, this, what I teach is a meta skill. It's really not about, it is, it, it helps with changing any relationship that you, or any habit that you is no longer serving you. And certainly everybody that typically comes to me first is here because of alcohol. And that's the work that really I did. And I worked on because for me, and I don't know if you feel this way, but much like you, I could do a lot of other things in my life. I was good at being, you know, productive and good at saying no to other things. And yet this relationship with alcohol seemed to be felt different to me. And it felt like one that was like almost unbreakable. The habit felt very different. And so uh, just because of that, I realized that it was the habit that I needed to break, right? That feeling yeah. that it was the thing that that um, that I couldn't do meant it was the one that I really needed to do to be able to live, be the best version of myself that I could be. Oh, for sure, I I totally agree with that. It was it was 
you know, always calling my name in the back of my head. It was like, oh, just have a beer. You'll feel better. You'll relax. It's a party or whatever the case may be. And and even going out with friends and, and saying, oh, just have a shot of this or a shot of that. And, um, you know, it's a big party. And there were <laughs> way too many of those. Right. And you were, you still, what I've been super impressed by, because a lot of times people really pull back from doing the things that they, that socially that they used to do, right? So not going out with their friends as much, especially the friends that are drinking, not doing, you know, putting themselves in situations where they're serving a lot of alcohol because they feel like they won't be able to, that, that, that'll really challenge their, their resolve or, you know, yeah. bring up a lot of work for them that they right are here. willing to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have been really good about understanding that you can go and do these things and not have to drink, even if everybody else is drinking and you really have taken a lot of strength in that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it's a stubborn streak in me being a third <laughs> child. I don't know, but <laughs> I, uh, I, it was, I, Right from the get-go, it's like when I go out with friends, I explain to them that, hey, I'm not drinking right now, and and I want you to feel comfortable that I'm not going to have a drink with you, but we can still be friends, right? And they're like, oh, we're not going to drop you over over a, having a drink or not having a drink. So it that was very helpful. I mean, I've got uh, I've got alcohol around me all the time. We we have a a bar. Um, it, and, uh, it's, it's always been around me. And so I haven't, you know, dipped into the cabinet, so to speak, to, to have a drink. And yeah. do you, now I know you and I've talked about this, um, because you did choose to kind of go fully alcohol free from the get go. That was kind of the yep. way that you, that you approached yeah, it. For I, you, I that started was... out that way and went into Lent thinking I yep, was going right. to stay that way. And went on vacation to Vegas yep. drinking or my husband was drinking. Yep. And then you've, after over time, you had a drink here and there, you're still mostly alcohol free, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I've, had, I've had, you know, a drink here and there kind of, I call it a, a social experiment, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. Just to say, can I do this? Can I just have one drink and be done? And just to make sure that, you know, it's kind of a check. It's kind of like what I I kind of equate it to when I have the flu and I think I'm gonna throw up. But if I eat something, I might not throw up or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> it sounds really weird, but uh-huh. <laughs> you, you just keep okay. trying. Can I eat now? Can I eat now? It's like, nope, you better not eat. So um but with, with uh, you know, the one and done kind of thing, I really felt comfortable. I felt like I was in a good place that I could do that. And I still feel that way that, that I could sit down and I'm not a wine drinker per se, I, or have a, a rum and diet Coke or something or, or, um, or beer. And I've, I've had a few beers and, and I feel just fine that I'm, not, I can say no and be done with it and go on with, with uh, the evening. So one of the things I talk about a lot is this connecting the dots of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions, right? 
and yeah. uncovering some of the unconscious thoughts that were driving the desire to drink and also uncovering thoughts that are, are choosing to have thoughts that actually help create feelings that we want to have so that we are taking actions that we want to take. And tell me, have you, I mean, for you, I know you've been, you've done a good job of, in addition to practicing, you know, planning out when you're going to have a drink, if you, you know, you plan ahead of time, you think about it, but you have done good due diligence on the, on all the thought work aspect of this work, journaling and really getting, just like you said, getting more in touch with the why you were drinking in the first place and also helping you navigate some life situations that have come up since we've done this work that really, that didn't have anything to do with alcohol, but the thought work helped you there too. Yes, for sure. Yeah. We, there were a few family situations that I had to deal with and, um, and I, I'm like, I don't need to drink over this and, and be upset, but I'm, I, you know, would work through it in my own mind and use the same, you know, I don't have to choose to be mad about this situation or upset about it. I can, I can have other options. And so that thought work really helped me start thinking about that. I even use it in my work life is, you know, what else is true, you know, and when we're dealing with issues at work, asking those questions and, um, instead of just going, you know, crazy and all upset about something, it's like, let's, let's calm down, think about it and think rationally and work through it. Hey everyone, just a quick break to talk with you about Sunnyside. Now you've heard me mention Sunnyside many times before you've heard me talk with Nick and Ian, the founders of Sunnyside. And I just want to share with you why I am so passionate about this company. They are way more than just a drink tracking app. They are really about helping people create a mindful relationship with alcohol. And they stand for a life that is about having more, not less, right? There are more rested mornings, more days when you're feeling your absolute best, when you have more energy and positivity. Sunnyside is not there to tell you to never go out, to never drink, but they are there to help you enjoy your life and to wake up and be ready to be your shining best. It is not an all or nothing approach. It is friendly, it is approachable, and it is absolutely judgment free. They want to be a solution that fits into your unique lifestyle. And I think that's exactly what they've created. You can register for a free 15-day trial. Go to www.sunnyside.co slash minimalist to get started. That's www.sunnyside.co slash minimalist to try Sunnyside today. Now, I want to talk with you about this, this one other area of your experience, because I think that you and I've talked about it, and I think that it will be helpful to other people as well. Sometimes when you, when people dive into my work, when they dive into this whole thing, 
they kind of want to replace the 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 what they used to spend time and energy on maybe drinking they spend a lot of time and energy consuming a lot of content really you know getting into the podcast and really diving into the Facebook group and getting very active because it kind of helps them fill up a void a little bit of yeah. what they used to do with drinking and so talk to me a little bit about that with your experience because that was a little bit unsettling for you. Yeah, I I um, felt like I was replacing my drinking with doing too much social media, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and shopping online shopping was kind of bad too for a while. <laughs> uh-huh. I've I've since kind of reined that in, but um, I really felt that I was expressing myself a little bit more, but that was an outlet that I had for my drinking that I didn't feel comfortable with sharing with the people that I work with, or even some of my close friends, it was like, they didn't totally understand. So that was my way, especially in, in private Facebook groups of being able to, to share what I was going through. And Mm -hmm. And I felt it was a very helpful outlet, although maybe I was a little bit overly consumed with it. But at the same time, I think that really helped bridge that gap of being able to um, talk to like-minded people and about yeah. what you're going through. Yeah. And I know that you're, a lot of the things that you've shared in the Facebook group and in group coaching have been very inspirational to other people, which is well, thank you you. Know, one of the things that I shared with you because a lot of times people, I mean, it's, this is a big deal and I get it because it was a big deal for me when I really could say that I changed my relationship with alcohol and that I was no longer a daily drinker and that I really truly, you know, embrace my alcohol minimalist life. Right. It was a big deal for me. And so sometimes people get uh, to thinking like, they're really, I mean, they're really grateful and they're really happy about what has happened and they misplace. I say that gratitude, they they're grateful to me. And I always want to reiterate and say, it's you who've done the work. You did this work. You yourself, Jody did all yeah. of this. Not, not me, not, right. you know, I, I, I'm here to help inform. I'm here to help guide, but if you don't do the work yourself, nothing I can say and nothing that I do is going to change your life. That's true. That That is so true. I, I've I felt that all along and that you were there to guide us, but I still needed to do the work in my own head and mm-hmm. make, make it stick. And yeah. it, it's really been, um, there have been some challenging days, I'll have to admit, and there and there still are. I mean, every every few months, every few weeks, you know, it's I might have a, a, a downer day, but I I choose not to drink through those and and just, you know, feel the feelings. Well, yeah, and I don't think I mean, let's <laughs> this is not a uh an answer for life being all lollipops, rainbows, and unicorns because exactly that's how I was just right? gonna say this is just this is all about learning how to navigate a life that can be that everyone, we all have challenges, ups, downs, highs, lows, and it's becoming a better thinker and becoming a better mind manager 
that allows us to not want to turn to alcohol when the going gets rough, right? Right. And that that's going to happen for all of us. It's going to continue to happen for us. And being able to understand our own thinking and understand how how in control we are of creating that experience and and even helping ourselves feel better in that moment the way that we can do that is by changing how we think right and yep. so that kind of tool is so useful and because yeah this i mean changing your drinking just like you said and i appreciate you sharing the the social media and the and the overspending because you know very often people start to can exchange one one habit that doesn't oh, serve them substitute for another one vice for another and and uh or or eating it's like i've i've really tried hard to not you know substitute a lot of sugar because i feel just as crappy eating a bunch of sugar right yeah well and anybody that's in the facebook group knows jody and knows that she's out there moving her body all the time you're you know you're very active you're very intentional and that's what I think is so interesting. And so, you know, I mean, it, so many of the people that I work with are just, are like you, they're very mindful of what they eat, how they, you know, their movement, their sleep, all, you know, their budget, all of those things. Right. Yet yeah. that one area of their lives, they just haven't just, been able yeah. to tackle is, yeah, is the alcohol. For sure. And, and it's so enticing and, and, um, there's with uh, commercialism and everything, and um, it even even now it's like I notice it so much more where all the commercials and and uh, that come up on you know TV, yeah, everything, all right? Yeah, it's crazy. Right, we're sold an idea on what we believe alcohol is going to to help us do and help us yep. be and help us achieve. And that actually brings up a good point or another thing I wanted to ask you about, because you have grown children and I know you have shared what you've been doing with them. And so tell me how that has felt and how that's been for, for their relationship with you. Well, um, they, they haven't cut back as much as I'd like them to, but they have to make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And even with my husband, I, told him, I said that, you know, I, I don't care that you drink, but if you don't, it's, it's totally up to you. And I was talking to him last night about this interview and, and, uh, he said, you know, I haven't had a beer in three weeks and I'm like, yeah, that's great. And he's, he's really cut back quite a bit. So, um, I think, I think it'll just be a matter of time with my boys too. Um, yeah. I, even though I spend time with them, I don't see them as much as I would like, sure. but they're busy but, with their lives. <laughs> but Yeah, but they're, but they're supportive of you, right? Oh, definitely. Yes, they are very supportive. And when we spend weekends together, they're like, oh, mom, we'll get you an NA beer and, and no problem. And, and they are just, they've told me over and over how proud they are of me, um, stopping my drinking and and uh and then of course I I do get some harassment from them once in a while about things that I had done when I was drinking wow 
especially having a, a, a lake house and having and like all day boat days and things like that, that um, used to be very conducive to, you know, an all day drink day. So mm-hmm. no, but that's good though. Right. I mean, I think yeah. that's part of this. And I, and I say that to people all the time, whether or not other people change their behavior, isn't our job, right? It isn't, that's right. not what we're here to do. We're here to be an example of what's possible. And so you can just continue being an example of what's possible and you will absolutely yeah. rub off on the people around you. And you know, your husband's a, a, an, an example of that. Yeah. And I think you've said some friends of yours too, because you, you, yeah. you're pretty active in a, in pickleball world and, and around yeah. there and yeah. And, and I, I think I've got, I've got a few friends that seriously thinking about, you know, cutting back and, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah. And not uh, consuming as much as, as we used to post pickleball. <laughs> right. Well, w- before we wrap up here, I would just want to say, um, tell everybody it's, it's absolutely possible. I know you and I share the same passion. So I know that you've done it now. You can watch football games, both the Michigan state Spartans and yeah. the Detroit lions without beer. That's for sure. Right. You could do yep. it. <laughs> I can Who do knew? it. I mean, and, and sit in Las Vegas and do it. Right? Watch, watching exactly. them play basketball. Right. We talk all the time about the stories that we've held on to for such a long time. And I was right there with you. That was the thing I just couldn't imagine. I mean, I just couldn't imagine yeah. not doing some of these things without alcohol. And now I do it all the time. And, and oddly enough, it's absolutely great. And, it doesn't and, bother and the me world does go down, go still go around and it doesn't yep. collapse and, and you feel so much better the next day. It's, it's a, a huge difference. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sharing your experience. And I know you, one, one of the things that's great that Jody's looking forward to, to doing too, is you're starting to you've been a great mentor for other people. Like you're in better together with people on in making peace with alcohol. And you're, you're always willing to share and talk to people in the the Facebook group as well. And you're thinking about moving on and actually working with people too, right. In helping them change their relationship with alcohol. Definitely. So that's going to be exciting. And I'm just so grateful for you and grateful for the work that you've done. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate all your efforts. Thank you. Thanks, Jody. I hope that hearing Jody's words and Jody's thoughts helped you see that you might just be just like Jody, or your your story might be a little bit different, but no matter what, there is real hope. There is a there is opportunity for you to make progress on your drinking. And I hope that some of you will consider working with me to do it. In 2024, I have three ways that I am working with people. Some of these you should be, I hopefully you're somewhat familiar with. My first is Just Start. Just Start is my program for self-starters. It is a 30-day email program that winds through the month that shares tips, tools, tactics, and you also get the audio version of my book, Breaking the Bottle Legacy, which is the only place that you can get the audio version of it. It's really just a, exactly what it, what it sounds like. It's a start, right? It is all about learning 
kind of these tools in terms of mindset tools. It is a great place for you to begin the work of creating a peaceful relationship with alcohol. For those of you that have learned or have felt like you needed more additional support, I also have Making Peace with Alcohol. And Making Peace with Alcohol is my online course and group coaching program. It's basically a bigger, better version of what Jody did. Jody did step one, which is inside of making peace with alcohol. And at the time, back then, I just didn't do, I didn't have the same, all of the things that I have included now. I have the Peace and Power Framework, the Better Thinker Toolkit, the um, Better Together Community Aspect. That's all a part of making peace with alcohol. And that is, and it's a six-month program. You get six months access to everything, the community and all of that, you get lifetime access to step one course materials. So you have lifetime access to that and you have the group coaching and which is monthly group coaching and the community aspect inside of making peace with alcohol. And lastly, and this is something I'm super excited about. I have not done long-term one-on-one coaching for a while. Um, and I haven't felt like I had the bandwidth to do it, but I do now. And I'm super excited to be offering again, a personalized support proof positive is its new iteration is one-on-one coaching. It's a 12 week program. And, uh, again, this is kind of a different iteration. I did proof positive before, but it was a group coaching, small group coaching program. Now it is a one-on-one group coaching program that is new. And I would love to share all of these opportunities with you. You can check any of them out at www.mollywatts.com slash work with me. It's mollywatts.com slash work with me all together. And you can learn about each and every one of these there. And here's what's even better. If you just want to have a conversation with me about any of this, if you're questioning whether or not I can really help you, if you're questioning whether or not which one is right for you, shoot me an email, molly at mollywatts.com, and I am happy to set up a call to discuss those with you. Take care, everybody. Have a very, very Merry Christmas if you are celebrating. And for those of you that are celebrating other holidays, the very happiest of holidays, I will see you next week. Choose peace, my friends. Thank you for listening to the Alcohol Minimalist Podcast. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action this week. Changing your drinking habits and creating a peaceful relationship with alcohol is 100% possible. You can stop worrying, stop feeling guilty about over drinking and become someone who desires alcohol less. Come join me in making peace with alcohol. It's my six-month online course and group coaching program designed to help you build sustainable change. Give me six months and I'll help you create peace. Check it out at www.mollywatts.com slash join. That's Molly with a Y and Watts with an S dot com slash join. Come join me today.